Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hello, friend. Welcome to Songwriter Theory. I am Joseph Vidala, and today we are going to talk about chord progressions. Specifically, we're going to talk about how I think you shouldn't write chord progressions. I'm gonna challenge you, don't write chord progressions. You're like, what does that mean? How can I not write a chord progression? That's one of the three main parts of a song. You've taught me that even. There's basically chords, chord progression, there's melody, and then there's lyrics. That's basically, when you copyright a song, what it is, it's that combo of those three. What do you mean don't write chord progressions? We're gonna cover that. And today, I'm gonna give you two big picture points as to why you should not write a chord progression, and then I'm gonna give you my alternate ways to write music that it ends up being much more interesting than just sitting and writing a chord progression tends to be. So, without further ado, let's dive right in. Big idea number one. The first one is that writing a chord progression almost always results in chords that are less interesting. So, first let's talk about what do I mean by a chord progression? Well, to me, when I think of writing a chord progression, what I think of, specifically guitar comes to mind. I think of pulling out a guitar, which yes, I have my guitar for the first time ever in the history of this podcast. If you are listening, if you're a podcast listener, this will be a first for you. I have a guitar, so we'll see how this turns out. Um, I usually use the keyboard because, well, I'm more competent of a keyboard piano player. Um, and B, it's a lot easier to record in a way that sounds nice in the podcast. But anyway, so the tendency as a guitarist, in my opinion at least, is to sort of just, you know, you have chords, right? So you're you're looking at it from the perspective of G chord, C chord, A minor chord, or you know, whatever other chord. And even if you make it more interesting Right? So, like, no matter what you're doing with it, you tend, as a guitarist specifically, to look at things chord-wise, right? You're very rarely just doing individual... Like, you're not doing individual notes that often as a guitarist. You are as a pianist. But often, in my perspective, when you're writing a chord progression, you're thinking by chord. So you're thinking, okay, G chord, C chord, A minor chord, you know, maybe some... Oh, there we go. You know, maybe this type of E chord and some of this. You know, so, but you're thinking by chord, right? Because all those things I'm doing, I'm thinking, you know, by chord. And to me, I think that how we should be looking at music is broken down smaller than by chord. Because with this, we already have committed to an entire triad, right? We have G, B, and D all in this chord. I mean, we really don't because this I have my guitar a half step down, um, which we can talk about some other time if you're interested. Let me know in the comments below if you're interested why I keep it a half step down. But um, So this is actually a G flat chord, really. Um, but um, the tendency is that we are, if we're writing a chord progression, we tend to write from the, the perspective of, of chords as a whole. So, 
really, I think what what captures this idea besides, you know, the whole guitar, like, oh, well, yeah, I'm, I just realized I'm just straight playing a chord. I've already committed to an entire chord. I haven't broken it down by notes. I'm not thinking about what are all these notes. I'm just thinking about G chord, G. It's sort of the same way. If you've ever seen one of those lyric sheets, if you've ever played in a worship band, you'll know what I'm talking about. But like one of those sheets where it has the lyrics and that has like G on top of it. A-M for A minor, you know, C, you know, or D, you know, you have all these, all these names for chords and you just know, okay. Yep, playing G first, C add nine, you know, whatever it is. And that's sort of the perspective where it you're going to come up with less interesting chords, right? Because you're just taking the chord as a whole and it's chords that are used over and over and over again. That's why they can just put a single letter there and it's done. And if you think about it, right? A songwriter, our job, put my guitar away here. One second. Um, so if you think about it, our job is to maximize interest, right? Which is really true of any amount of art, right? Like you never say, well, it got too interesting, right? Maybe it got too weird, but it doesn't get too interesting. Like nobody ever walked out of the dark night and said, you know, the Joker is a great, great villain. All-time great villain. Heath Ledger's performance was amazing. But you know what? I didn't need a great plot and a great hero and a great villain. That was too much, right? Like, the story, the plot, like, it was all so good. Like, I, I didn't need it all to be good, right? No, that's what makes it an all-time great movie, is it had all of those things. Nobody says, oh, it was too interesting. It had too much good about it. Similarly, as songwriters, we shouldn't get lazy about chords and just be like, well, I'll just, you know, have chords. Yeah, one, five, six, four, like... 99% of pop songs, like, and then I'll make it interesting with the lyrics and, you know, the melody will maybe be interesting too. Like, no, try to maximize, we should be trying to maximize interest everywhere. So if we can do something, like not write a chord progression to get a little bit away from traps we can fall into of sounding sort of the same as everything else that's been done and not having anything particularly memorable in the music, then we should take steps to do so. So, be honest, especially if you're a guitarist. When you write from the perspective of a chord progression and you're thinking like, okay, well, I'm gonna go G chord, right? In which case, you've already committed to three different notes, right? You already have this, right? If, if, you're, if you're going by chord progression, you've committed to many notes already right away. Be honest. How often do you come up with a really interesting chord progression? Or do you end up with like G, C, D? Like, oh, whoop-de-doo, there's the same chord progression that a million artists have used a billion times, which again, doesn't make it bad. You know, there's certainly room for uninteresting chord progressions because, it, you know, sometimes you're doing something interesting with other parts of the song or whatever. But if possible, right, we want to write interesting music. So be honest. Let me know in the comments below. When you write with the guitar, when you just get the guitar out, or when you get the piano out, and maybe you are a player who plays mostly by chords, so you're thinking, you know, stuff like that, instead of, you know, melody. You know, if, if you're... 
if you're a pianist that, that, that isn't thinking so much that way, right? Where I was clearly heavy on melody, the chords sort of just filled stuff in. But you're more like, all right, C, or, you know, you were concentrating on the left part of my hand, like, oh, what are the chords of this? Like, no, 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 you're missing, you're missing the point here, the, the melody is what I'm trying to find, that's the important part. But anyway, getting a little ahead of myself, so, be honest, let me know in the comments below, when you write a chord progression, how often is that interesting? Or do you just end up doing, like, oh, I know that a G and a C and a D work well together, so that's my chord progression, time to come up with a song on top of that. Be honest. Let me know in the comments. I'll be sure to respond. Love hearing from you guys. So, big idea number two. Chords should be influenced and dictated by more important factors. Which one I was just alluding to. Think about it. When you think of the songs you love, the parts of the songs that you remember, what is it you're thinking of, right? You're probably thinking of the melody, right? You sing along with the song or the lyrics. You're like, wow, those lyrics are great or some combo of that. Maybe the bass line, right? Like Journeys Don't Stop Believing." You know, that bass line is, everybody remembers that, right? Or, you know, maybe it's a guitar riff. It's a catchy guitar riff that happens. Or maybe it's a, you know, a catchy piano part, right? Like, uh, you know, 100 Years by Five for Fighting. Right? So something like that. Or, uh, you know, uh, you know, the... Something like that. It's been a while since I, so I don't remember that. But like, you know, a, a thousand miles, a thousand, yeah, by Vanessa Carlton. Yes, pretty sure that was right. So, you know, I, I, that's the stuff you remember, right? You remember those sort of things, not the chord progression. Like, how often have you ever been like, oh, dude, that chord progression is awesome because you know, so it's, it's a one, five, four, three. Have you ever thought that ever in your life? The answer to that is almost definitely no, that you haven't. And that's because all of those other parts are more important. They're the things that people are going to remember. And I've talked about this before, but songwriting is sort of like a funnel, right? And a funnel starts wide at the top and gets more and more restricted, right? So that you can pour, you know, say oil into a large area and it all funnels into this one small area. And when I say songwriting is a funnel, the, the point I'm trying to get across is with each creative decision, right? So as you get lower and lower, you have less room creatively, right? So, so if we start way from the top, once you decide on a key, you know, let's do key of C. I tend to do that because it's super easy and then you can see what I'm doing a little more easily because everybody knows the key of C, I think, hopefully, it's the one with all, all, all the, the white keys. No sharps or flats. Um, so, if, I gotta be honest, I don't remember what I was just saying. So, I guess I'm going too fast for, for my own brain. This is what happens when you're on a podcast. Sometimes you forget stuff. And especially when there's a new camera, you look at it and you're like, I forgot what I was saying. So, chord progression is not the main thing that you remember. You're never gonna remember 
that's not the main point. You remember the, you know, I, I think I just figured this out today. So like, the. Right here waiting. Really corny song by uh, Richard Marx. Although I, I still think it's pretty good, I'll be honest. Anyway, literally I was just messing around today and was like, oh yeah, that's that's that song. Um, but anyway, like the point is the melody, right? Like you probably have heard that melody before. Um, the chord progression was just, just you probably never thought of it before. Because that's not the important highlight. That's not the main thing that you're going to remember. So what I was talking about was funnels, right? And with each creative decision, so key of C, right? Now you've made a decision in the funnel. Before you had all the notes as an option, right? Now you've chosen the key of C, so now what do you have to work with? Well, you have, you have all these, you know, white keys. No sharps or flats. So now you're restricted, right? And and now you also know like, okay, your one chord is your home base and then you have a four chord. That is that is the F and then the G, uh, which is the five and the A minor, which is the six. And you know, you could use E minor, but it's gonna be a little harder to get that in there working well. And then of course the two is, is the, the the D minor, and you know you're probably not gonna use that B diminished, um, but you might. So you've already made a decision, right? Once you have a tempo, now you have a certain meter to keep, right? Versus, or, you know, if it, you know, maybe you chose three, four time. one of those decisions you've now restrained yourself right once you have a certain amount of syllables per phrase right so if you if 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 you have um you know right with that once John Andrasik of Five for Fighting figured that out, right? There's, there's only a certain amount of syllables there. So now your lyrics are restrained to those amount of syllables, right? Or maybe you write the lyrics first. So now your melody is constrained in a way that like, you know, you have, you know, 10 syllables to work with. So every decision you make creatively while writing a song is, becomes more and more restrictive. Um, you know, so if you decide on a certain melody, maybe you're holding a B, um, but you want a C chord, unless it's a C7 chord, um, that B is not gonna go well with that C chord. So, so you're sort of constrained. You know like, okay, well I want something to have consonants with my B in the melody. So you know, if you're in the key of C, well, a G chord would work, right? Because a G chord is a five chord in the key of C and it has the B. Uh, technically, you also have the three chord, the E minor. Um, and, and, and really, that's, that's, that's what you have, unless, again, you're doing the, the seven chord, the seventh chord for the one, 
which is C major 7. Um, so with each decision, like a funnel, right, you have less and less creative room with each decision you make, which is fine. It's great, right? It helps, it helps you to move forward with songwriting. It helps you to make decisions. But the dark side of that is if the first decision you make is one of the more inconsequential ones, you know, it's just like, oh, well, I'm gonna constrain myself to this. You know, like 98% of the songs on the planet. You know, like, so you're constraining yourself already with something that isn't even that interesting because you started with the chord progression and chord progression is not going to be, is very rarely going to be, if you write it first, it's very, it's very rare that you're going to come up with a chord progression that's just interesting. So why constrain yourself? Why start moving down that funnel with something that wasn't interesting? You want to start with something more interesting, something more important, something more memorable, right? I just talked about how, you know, people remember the melody and they might remember the lyrics or the bass line, you know, like the ba da 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 from, you know, the, the, the Seven Nation Army or whatever, the college football beats to crap. It's not even that good. It drives me crazy. Anyway, I don't love that song. Sorry. But, you know, like... Still, everybody remembers that. Does anybody know a single lyric from that besides Seven Nation Army because it's the title? No, but I remember the bass line. Do you know the chord progression? No, I don't even think it has a chord progression. I'm pretty sure it just has that bass line. I don't remember if chords ever come in with that song. They probably do. But that's making my point, right? Like, that's not the important part. Nobody remembers the chord progression. Even Journeys Don't Stop Believing, right? Like, you know that bass line for sure. And you know the Don't Stop Believing chorus and all that. Do you remember the chords? Do you even know what the chords sound like? If you're, if you're trying to listen for the chords of Don't Stop Believing right now, I bet that what you hear is that bass line. So that bass line, if they wrote that first, would be a worthy thing to constrain their choices, right? They probably wrote a chord progression after, right? Like figured out what chords would go with that bass line. Because the bass line is the memorable part. So you fit the background music, the chord progression, to the more interesting parts, which is really what I want to challenge you to do because melody doesn't color chords. The chords color the melody, right? Like the melody is the true soul of something. Right? So that's colored with an A minor versus colored with the one chord, the C major, right? So I'm coloring the melody differently with the chord progression, but it's not inherently the chords that give it the sound. It's the melody and then the chords support that. So it's sort of like you wouldn't choose a camera or say a lighting decision, right? You're not gonna give the background uh, a yellow hue or a darker look until you know what type of thing you're recording, right? If it's a bright, happy wedding, you probably don't want a bunch of bland colors like grays and stuff sticking out, right? But if you're recording a wedding in a way you know you're doing a wedding in a sort of an old-timey looking one where like they're in a barn or they're, I don't, I don't know. Um, you might make a decision to do black and white, but you chose the black and white to supplement 
the wedding theme, not not to create it. Right. So you made that decision based on other more important stuff you had. Right. Because the important part is the type of wedding the people in the wedding chose, not your video decision. Your video decision should support their wedding decision. Similarly, your melody, your bass line, your guitar riff, whatever it is that's like the heart of your song is really what you need to is really what you need in order to um sorry the song just came on on this from previous podcast i recorded um so the the chords are what color whatever the bigger decisions you made were which is really the reason i want to dissuade you from writing chord progression. So you might say, oh, well, what's the alternate? What if I want to start with music and not necessarily the melody? Well, I would say that if you want to write music first, which I often do, I would say, well, just don't write with the perspective of chords, right? Because like I said, with chords, you're committing to a whole bunch of notes at the same time. You already have three notes. Whereas maybe you write a riff first, like, You know, just improvising, whatever. I don't know what the chords are there yet. It's indeterminate, right? Like, and maybe I never need to figure it out because I can have a bass guitar, just play this C note and then this lonely piano on top and that be it. I can just do that, right? So I'm not worried about like, what's the chord though? What does it matter if I can write and arrange a whole song and never even know what the chord necessarily is? You know, and, and sometimes chords are left vague too, right? This, I have a C and a G. So it's probably a C chord. So C and C, okay, probably a C chord. Oh, C and B, did it just become a C minor seven chord, or sorry, C major seven chord. Uh, I don't think so, based on... It, it really doesn't feel that way to me. Uh, it doesn't have that sound. It has two of those notes, but some of that jazziness that you get from there is really not in it. So, you know, just, just be, or this is a song I wrote before. that in a while so why I messed that up for a second but like I, I never I, I wrote recorded it released it it's out there you can go check it out on SoundCloud I'm actually gonna re-release it later and redo some stuff because I didn't love some of the creative decisions I made but um, and I'm better at mixing now but anyway not the point um, I never even bothered to figure out what the chords might be here because it doesn't matter what matters is that. That's that's what you're gonna remember, right? You don't remember, I don't even have true chords underneath it, right? I, it, maybe it's a G chord the whole time. Let's, let's see.
No, no. I would say, so this, that's, that's probably a G chord because it has the G and the D. But then when I do this, when it does goes to this, it becomes a D chord, I would argue, because it's a, it's the first and the third of the D triad, right? But again, I don't, I don't really care. I'm just figuring, I'm literally just figuring this out now because it never mattered. I never had to write a chord progression and it doesn't matter. I wrote a memorable piano riff or what I think is a memorable piano riff and right now you're not like, oh, but what's the chord progression? Well, I can't talk and play that apparently. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's, you, you don't care. Nobody cares. If anything, you're going to be more bored by, you know, what if I sang over that instead of no thank you, right? I'll take the second option for sure. But so it's, you know, G chord probably. And then that would be a D chord, I would say the, and then back to G and then again, when it goes up to here, I would argue that's down to a D chord because that's the first and the fifth of a D chord, just missing the F sharp, the third. And then, okay, so that's G. That one's clearly G, right? Because I have a D, a G, and a B, so I have the entire triad in there. Okay, but now I have, now I have G in the bass with an A, and it's, you know, I, oh, who knows? Right? Which, actually, I failed to mention that before, even before. So here, I actually have a, a G in the bass. So it's not a D chord. Still. So I lied before. See, but it doesn't matter. And that's the point I'm trying to get you to, is the realization that, that, that you're so constraining yourself with chord progression. Because if I was worried about like, oh, what chord is it really? And now, you know, if we're gonna dissect it, well, okay, is this a, a you know, the first and the fifth of a D chord? And then I have a, a F sharp? No, that can't be right. Is it a D chord with a G in the bass? Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably most right. That, that, that seems right. Or you know, it's, and you're trying to figure out like perspective, like what what is it? Or because it's basically these three notes, right? So is it basically a, a D add four chord, but it doesn't have the A, so it has the one, the three, and the four? I don't know. Well, the G is in the bass, so I would argue that that's when in doubt, you should assume that that is the the. Uh, chord or in this case I would it's just a, a D chord up top with a G in the bass so you know and half of what I just said might have confused you and you know what it doesn't matter because I was just discussing it figuring it out for myself now and I don't even care I don't care what that chord is I wrote that whole song it's one of my favorite songs that I've done in the past couple of years and I don't I don't care what the chords are I certainly didn't write a chord progression, right? I wrote a memorable piano riff. So regardless of what you're writing with, even if you're writing music, my challenge to you is write something different, right? Maybe write a bass line. Like there's a song I wrote that I told myself, okay, I'm gonna write a interesting bass line. So I came up with, this is what I did, it was in high school. So that was it.
after I figured out what chords to pair with it, and it ended up being... I love that dissonance. I love that dissonance, but... Um, the point is, these are just there to help color this. The part you remember, right, is the... That stuff, that's what you remember. So, when you're writing your music, when you're coming up with your guitar riff, whatever it is, I'm challenging you that if you're starting with music, start with anything but the chord progression. Start with a memorable piano riff. Or, you know, like Five for Fettings. Right? You know, start with a memorable piano riff. Start with the melody, right? Just improvise. You know, it, it, that turned into right here waiting again. But anyway, um, you know, figure out the melody first, because those are the parts people are going to remember. People are going to remember the bass line. They're not going to remember it, and nobody cares about the chord progression. The chord progression is there in a supplementary role. It's like a sound guy, right? If the chord, prog if the chord progression is broken... If the sound guy totally messes up, everybody notices. But for the most part, the job of the chords is to not get in the way of everything else. The chords are to sit in the background and help color, help make the rest even better. Like, right, like a great sound guy can make it sound even better. But for the most part, the job is to get, to be behind the more important stuff, the actual band that's playing, right? That's sort of the job of chords. And... In order to do that most effectively, don't write chord progressions. Instead, write riffs. Write a riff on the guitar. Write a bass line. Write the melody. Do something else besides the chord progression. So, if you found this at all helpful, drop a like if you're on YouTube. If you're not on YouTube, then go leave a nice review on iTunes, I guess. Um, and if this is helpful to you, this is just one of some of those solutions I gave you is some of what I talk about in my free guide about 10 ways to start songwriting right now that will give you 10 different and then there are some also but some bonuses. There are 10 different ways that I think you can start writing a song and one of them is chord progressions because it is a valid way even if I think it is one of the weaker ways but I give you 10 totally different ways to start writing a song, 5 from the lyrical side, 5 from the music side, and a couple bonus ones as well. So that way you can never not be inspired because maybe you like to write lyrics first normally but you're staring at a blank page. I give you 5 different ways that you can get up get to your instrument and start writing with your instrument in five different ways, you know, not just, you know, constrained by get, getting your guitar and starting with chords, not just starting with melody. I cover a bunch of different ways to do that. With this guide, you will never, ever have that experience where you just don't know what to do because there are so many different ways I give you to start writing your song. So even if you are a seasoned vet or a beginner, you should be able to get something from this totally free guide, my gift to you for making it this far in the video. The link will be in the description. It is at songwriter theory guide, or sorry, songwritertheory.com slash free guide. Go check that out and I will see you next time.